Kia ora, it's Iwi. No my hooky my kete Marine Engineering Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Marine Engineering Podcast. This episode we have Luke August. Luke is in his third year of studying a mechanical engineering degree with a minor in biomedical engineering at the Fariwananga o Waitaha, University of Canterbury, which coincidentally is where I study too. So it meant that we were able to sit down, kanohi, get the kanohi, and record this episode. I hope you enjoyed that aspect to the interview. I think it was a really different experience uh, for us both. Um, all the other episodes have been over Zoom, so it was cool to sit down with someone to kind of get the gun here and record for you all. So that's really cool, and I really enjoyed that. Luke touches on things like his triumphs and challenges that he had to go through to get to where he is today within his degree, and also his time spent with Puhuro STEM Academy, a kaupapa he was really involved with during high school, and he's given credit to that as to why he's doing engineering today. And also Kaupapa, he's given back to a lot throughout his degree uh, for other tawera Māori to get into engineering. So a really, really cool story there. I have known Luke since his first year of engineering and my second year of engineering through a mentoring scheme uh, called Enjimi at Te Whariwananga Waitaha. So it's awesome to sit down with him now, a couple years on, to learn more about his story and his views in this space as well. I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. I know I say that every episode, but I truly mean it. Enjoy the iwi. Cool. Uh, me ono tato, he honore, he korore, kitiatua, he mongorong, kitifenua, he fakaro paikinatanga takatua, hanga itiatua, inaka ho, kiroto, kiteno, kiteno, mato, fakatongi tiwara tapu, he yafina, he tohito, yamato, he akahoki na mahi, motenera. Amen. Alrighty, kia ora, kia ora Luke. How do I get the Martin Engineering Podcast? Awesome to have you on. How are you feeling? Yeah, no, cool. Pretty pretty cool to be here. Eh? It's a podcast I actually listen to at the gym. It's pretty cool. I eh? <laughs> thought I'd be on here. Oh, that's cool to hear. Um, why not? Alrighty. First up, no here koe Ah, Yeah, kia ora. Uh, koro hini te maunga, ko rangatike te awa, ko rata te marae, ko rati hauti te iwi, i tupuake ahau i papaioia. Kei o Tautahi Ahau e Moho Ana Inaene ko Luke August Tokungua. So, my name's Luke August. Um, I'm from Palmerston North. I grew up there and um, now I studied down at University of Canterbury, doing a Bachelor of Mechanical Engineering, minoring in Biomed. Cool. Awesome. And how far through your studies are you? So, I'm my third year now, so I've got another year next year. Yep. So, yeah, chugging along. Cool, cool. Um, oh, and probably should have mentioned earlier, Luke and I actually in at UC, um, using their wonderful facilities, um, we're in the fourth floor of the library in a room that neither of us knew actually existed. It's quite classic. I'll maybe post a photo of it on the Instagram um, later on after we record. And it's got like insulation everywhere. It's a small room and it's great. <laughs> it just yeah. kind of puts a bit of context in where we are. Um, yeah, what made you get into engineering? Um, so I always thought I was going to be a plumber. I don't know why, I think I just heard on the radio one day that they had a shortage of plumbers and <laughs> like, as soon as you finished plumbing you kind of just ended up having your own business and I thought that'd be, that'd be meat, sweet, I'd go do plumbing for four years, get my apprenticeship done and then go start a business. Um, but then I joined Puhoro and kind of changed my perspective on things. Um, so in 2015 I had a science teacher uh, named Stacey Lambert, um, Maori science teacher and he approached me with this opportunity to um, join this Māori Science Academy that I'd, no one had ever heard about. Like, I was kind of a bit 
was a bit nervous at first. I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not that mouldy. I'm not mouldy enough to go hang out with all these fellas. But he said there'd be food there. So I was like, sweet, that's me. Um, and yeah, that's probably the best decision I ever made. Um, yeah, it's been pretty, pretty life-changing old Pūhoro. Um, so the first Wānanga I ever went to um, was this uh, challenge called ePro8. Um, and we had to, we had a whole bunch of, like a kit set with um, a whole bunch of 3D printed parts and motors and stuff. And we had a whole bunch of challenges we had to meet. And I just really loved it. And one of the kaihotu really took, to, uh, saw me take to it and said, have you thought about engineering? I was like, nah, what's that? <laughs> and here I am today. <laughs> That's so cool. So for those um, who maybe don't know what Puhuru is, could you explain it? So Puhuru's uh, Māori... Uh, Puhura STEM Academy is a, a Māori STEM Academy. We're technically the, the largest indigenous STEM Academy in the world. Um, and it's a group of uh, people that go into schools every week and tutor Māori students through NCEA in science, technology, engineering and maths. We've just added a new M in there, and the, the last M is Mātauranga Māori. Oh, cool. Yeah, so once, once a week they'll, they'll go into schools and they'll tutor to the kids through NCEA and then on every other week they'll run like a what's called a kaihotu session which is um different different each week so it'll be maybe it'll be matauranga maori focused or might be careers focused or like writing cvs or stuff um but yeah once a once a month we'll go out to whichever partnered university in the region they're partnered with and do uh whole bunch of different science activities so they get to see science applied in the real world um, get some career exposure and just kind of see what they're learning in class and how it actually is used Mm. rather than just oh here's an equation this is just important not why is it important yeah and it's like practical skills as well things like that that's so cool so is it um kind of tapping into indigenous knowledge yeah so it's there's a there's a couple things i like about it is um for me, I've never struggled through high school a lot. I kind of breezed through it a little bit, but it helped provide a connection to my Māori side. I, I didn't grow up hearty as and didn't, didn't go to my marae all the time. Um, but one one of the first sessions they did, which was with Te Hamua, um, was about what does it mean to be Māori. Cool. And uh, he used to get everyone to come up on on stage and write up what they thought it meant to be mouldy so like oh you've got to have gum boots or you've got to <laughs> like fry bread or you've got to like seafood yeah and then everyone's like yeah that's what it means to be mouldy and you turn around and wipe it all off and be like nope it's it's your fucker papa it's just your blood that's all you need to be mouldy and that that was one of the turning points for me mm. um yeah yeah absolutely and yeah i can totally resonate with that when i um yeah I have very pale skin and often you see or you think that you're not Māori enough. So I think that's really powerful knowing or getting told that at such a young age when you're so, I don't know, on that journey of trying to fu- like discover your identity as well. That yeah. to know all that you need to have is your whakapapa Māori to be Māori. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Awesome, that's really cool. Cool, so what has your journey with Te Ao Māori been like? Um, so I'd say I'm still pretty early in my journey. I, mm. I still can't speak, speak te reo. But I, I'm finding my way of learning is, is through stories and through trying to connect through Western science and, and Indigenous science. 
um that's the way i like to like to learn um and that's one thing that that i think i picked up through Pūhoro actually mm. so a lot of the the challenges they'll do um will have a have a, have a story linked to them so one of them was uh rono mitimarma which is about rono in the moon and she grabbed onto a cabbage tree or something i can't mm. remember um but the challenge was to build like a um, out of cardboard and syringes like a, a hydraulics based arm oh. um, and it's it's kind of those stories that make you realize that our ancestors were scientists like they they actually kind of knew what they were talking about it's just there's no it hasn't been explained in the same way because we didn't write it down mm. yeah so that's, that's my takeaway yeah cool are you able to um, kind of apply that now in your engineering yeah. field like that you're in at the moment or engineering learning that you're doing at the moment in your undergrad? Yeah, so in my um, in my summer internship, I worked with a fellow called Dr. Mahonrai Owen. Um, he, myself and an- another high school student, a uh, student that I went to high school with, uh, Tane Davis, we both worked on developing um, an electromyography prosthetic hand which is just like a, ha- a hand that is controlled by your nervous system um and the way he would explain stuff to us was the, the way he explained the nervous system to us was through um raranga and the weaving of um the nervous system into the body into the arms and it, i i thought that was really cool like i hadn't yeah, I hadn't seen Matauranga Māori like integrated into Western science like in a real world aspect. Mm. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was really cool. And it makes so much sense when you're when you think about it, and it is weaving, and it is all this interconnected yeah. um, kind of streams that yeah control your movements, and that's exactly Rāranga as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought I thought it was real awesome. Um, yeah, I'm a bit bit of a bit of a fan of of Dr. Mahonrai. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's been cool yeah, it's been cool working for him cool and yeah what has that been like so you interned for him over the summer yep so uh, we did eight weeks um, and he came to us with a project um, that he wanted us to develop a prosthetic hand based on his thesis which was brain controlled prosthetics so I'm a mechanical engineer and my other partner Tane was uh, studying computer science um, which was ended up being a really good pairing <laughs> yeah so I had a bit more technical knowledge on design and um, how to build things, and he was in a different league in coding to me. So it ended up working out really well. Um, we spent two weeks researching on, on what was already out there and what problem we wanted to solve. Um, and we decided that we wanted to build a cheap alternative prosthetic that was still functional. A lot of the prosthetics on the market are either like ridiculously expensive um to throw it out there tasker who <laughs> make a really cool hand um based in christchurch but their hand is upwards of forty thousand dollars now um and there's another hand the michelangelo hand which is arguably one of my favorites the michelangelo hand yeah michelangelo was it named that oh uh, i don't know i don't know why it was named that yeah. but it's just brilliant Oh, it's so, it's so good. It's a work of art. But it's it's like <laughs> yeah, 60,000 US dollars. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to fill the market, the gap between, so there's functional and cost. So we wanted to find something that, while it was still um, 
functional is was cheap enough to like mass produce mm. um a lot of the cheap prosthetics only have two degrees of motion in the thumb when we actually have three so a bit of a breakdown if you touch your pinky with your thumb and then back that's uh opposition and reposition if your thumb goes up and down like side to side is abduction and adduction so like touching your index finger yep and coming out oh yeah and then flexion and extension is opening and closing okay so mo- most of the time the cheap prosthetic hands will get two of them right and our goal was to try and nail all three um and yeah we we, we managed to get one prototype out and it was it, it did what we wanted it to do so we we're pretty pretty happy with that um yeah it was it was a really cool project so i've actually got the opportunity to further develop it this summer again with him cool um but we're gonna investigate different uh control systems yeah um it's been thrown out there that we might be using uh brainwave scanning or maybe even image recognition with like a camera so you might like have like a we talked about it for a while but having like a google glass yeah and like you look at a look at like a a bottle and you go cool this is the best grip to make for the bottle and then scan your brain waves just to tell it to open and close so does your brain wave seem like a signal or something like that yeah so everything in your body is interweaved so the neurons firing in your brain send a signal to your your nervous system which sends a signal to your muscles so our idea was for our our last project we intercepted the signal in the nervous system and our goal was to try and intercept it or this time is to intercept it straight from the brain Mm. um and just to see how that changes everything that is so cool. Yeah. Did you know going to mechanical engineering that you could be doing stuff like this? I had no idea. Yep. I even, well, even last year I didn't know what I was going to do for summer. I thought I was just going to end up in a workshop, <laughs> just working on the tools. But yep. yeah, no, I I, I considered prosthetics f- like briefly, but I was like, oh, there's nothing like that in, in New Zealand. Like, yeah, I have to go overseas for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've kind of just gone down this path now and been loving it ever since. So. It, the reason why I picked up a biomed degree was because of my summer internship. Um, so I thought I might as well, might as well carry on with this. This is cool. Yeah, absolutely. That's wicked. Um, cool. So how did? Wait, sorry, re- going back a bit. So how did you? Was it through Puhuro that you got the summer internship? Yeah. So so Mohonrai works for Puhuro as does a lot of the stakeholder interactions. Right. Um, and yeah, I was just talking to him one time. And he's like, "Oh, what do you study?" It's like, "Oh, engineering." It's like, "Oh, same." Well, what kind of engineering do you do? It's like, "Oh, mechanical." <laughs> oh, I did mechanical. It's like, oh yeah, cool. It's like, oh, you should come work for me. And that was about it. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That is awesome. Um, cool. What made you get into the mechanical engineering? In this um, case, if you, I think I just enjoyed working with my hands and kind mm. of like designing something. Yeah, and, and and moving parts and yeah, cool. yeah. I I wasn't so much drawn to buildings and stresses and strains, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't blame you. Yeah, I I think I like the design aspect and coming up with like a new something new or improving something. Yeah, um, that's kind of what drew me to it. Yeah, cool. And how have yeah in general your engineering studies been? What's the support been like? How have you found it? All uh, that sort of stuff. Yeah, engineering's hard. Yep. Yeah, it's bloody hard. It's hard. Everyone always says, oh, yeah, this year's your hardest year. And then you get to next year and you go, you lied to me. This <laughs> yeah. year's my hardest year. Yeah. So I 
can only imagine what fourth year is going to be like. But it's, 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 it's hard. <laughs> yeah, so I um, I I struggled at the start. the The transition from high school to university was tough. I I don't think I was ready. Well, I what? Well, I wouldn't say ready. I'd say I I wasn't used to not having to go to classes like. Mm. At, at high school, if you don't go to class, someone will be like, "Oh, where were you?" Yeah. Um, whereas at uni, they're like, they don't really care. They they're getting your money as yeah. <laughs> anyways. If you go or if you don't go, it, that's something I I struggled with at the start, and I didn't really know how I learned the best as well. So I'd go to lectures and just get distracted five minutes in. Mm. Um. So I I struggled with that, but it took me a while to figure out how I learn best and what what I need to do to start to enjoy my studies so the more I the more I studied something the more I put the hours in the more I started to understand stuff the more I started to actually enjoy it yeah um, yeah because it's very easy to be like I'm putting in six hours a day but if your six hours a day is, is rewriting notes and that's not your best learning style then you're not going to like it but you're yeah. going to see all this input that you're putting in and bugger all output and yeah it's very easy I think in my first year I fell into that not trap because I, it was still good to do because then, yeah, you learn and grow from it. But you definitely go into a bit of a slump where you're like, oh, like, I, I can't do this. And you feel yeah. really negatively about yourself. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a learning experience just in that sense. Not even learning the engineering material, just learning about what university is like as yeah. well. It was. I think it's a bit of, about learning how to learn. Mm. Um, yeah, I I can't focus in lectures. Like If I go lecture in person, it'll be like 10 minutes and I'll be on my phone. Like, yeah. hey, no, put it away. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, I can't sit there and just look at someone while they're talking at me. kind of need to, like, if someone's got notes, I found that when they're writing notes in class, if I'm writing notes with them, I can kind of keep up with the content and keep mm. up with the lecture. Mm. Um, but the way I study now is echoes, which is kind of bad. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know what echoes are, they're recorded lectures online. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I watch my lectures online. Yeah. Just because it's, it's better for the way I study. Yeah. And flexible as well. You can kind of decide when you want to yeah. get into it as well. Yeah. No, very cool. And what's the support been like, if any? Um, yeah, the I suppose reason why I'm asking this is to see if there is any avenues where support could be increased and what that would look like. Yeah. So, I, in terms of in terms of the Maori side or the engineering side, either or and both. So I'd say I never really had much interaction on the Maori side unless I needed to. So mm. I didn't really hear from them. I uh, maybe first year I heard them from them a little bit, um, just to like see how you're going. Mm. Um, but I didn't really have much to do with them unless I had a problem. Yeah. Um. So I, yeah, I I failed a paper first semester and first year. Um. So I had to kind of figure out what I was going to do with my life mm-hmm. um, but they helped me f- sort out what I wanted to do and what I should do um, in terms of organising my courses Yeah. but other than that I yeah I don't know in terms of engineering it was the the ENME ENME <laughs> um, program which is an engineering mentoring program um, but yeah I, I don't really know I don't know what I think that there should be something more specifically for Māori engineers because there's not a lot of us um, at uni. Yeah. I think we kind of need to 
sort something out, stick together. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. yeah, band together and totally agree. And I think I've always had a this kind of vision that it would be really cool to have like a Māori and engineering club at UC. Yeah. But it is Catch-22. You're having it because there's not that many of us, but also that should be the reason why yeah. you need a club like that because it's very easy to feel alone and especially if you are wanting to learn more about your own Māori tongue in or even just how Te Māori incorporates with engineering that would be the place to do it rather than having a silo support for Māori students and a silo support for engineering students so me for Māori students is definitely on the right track um, and that's something I've been a part of for a few years um, and there are still things to be worked on there but it's definitely a start I think yeah so I've, I've heard a lot about the spies network on mm. this podcast <laughs> don't really know uh, much about it but it, it, it seems like a, a really cool program that could be implemented at uc or if other universities as well yeah absolutely yeah the support networks are there but just going back to how you found the studies what have been the challenges and triumphs so I, as i mentioned before i failed i failed a paper in in the first semester of my degree um which was pretty disheartening but i I figured out why like I wasn't putting enough effort in I probably waited too long to start studying for the exam um, and it kind of put me into the right direction kind of kicked me into gear Mm. Um, so that was a a pretty big turning point um, in my studies I think I think last semester was probably my most successful semester I was doing some pretty big hours at uni and it wasn't fun but I I came out on top and kind of got the grades that I thought I ex- like deserved. Cool. Um, that even that is just such a good feeling. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Going back to the input when it equals the output, that's yeah. like pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a pretty tough semester last semester, but it was. It was kind of one of those ones. I like to think of it in in terms of like coding. So you like write a code and it won't work for ages, but once you finally get it to work, it's just all the more satisfying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's one of my successes, I suppose. Um, yeah, I've I've I was offered a scholarship last semester as well, um, the Cotter Tate um, Maori and Pacifica scholarship. Awesome. Um, and that's been really cool so far. So there's originally they were gonna offer only one scholarship, and um, they ended up offering five, which is really cool. So um, I think all five of us are doing different degrees. That's which awesome. is really cool. One of them's my flatmate. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, which is which is awesome. But I think that's going to be a really cool cool way to network and kind of see see what's out there and how the professional industry is using um, Maori Maori values and Pacifica values mm. to benefit their business. So, what does that scholarship entail? So it was both a monetary scholarship and a mentorship. Cool. So Senakota Tate is mm. a graduate from UC. Um, and she's been going out there finding people who are kind of working in our, our areas of studies and mm. like tailoring a, a bit of a mentorship program with them. Yeah. So I am being mentored again by another biomedical engineer called Claire Mai mm-hmm. um, with Enstech. And yeah, it's been pretty cool. I actually ran into her at a, um, we we're supposed to meet next week. But I ran into her at a biomed tech event the other day. Oh, cool! So it was really cool. So I was 
having a yarn to him. Oh, your name's really familiar. And she's like, oh, so is yours. Like, oh, are you part of this mentorship program? And she's like, yeah. Oh, I think it's supposed to be meeting next week. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's been really cool. Um, I look forward to kind of seeing what's in store there. Um, but yeah. Cool. Have you had an opportunity to be mentored before or be anyone's mentor as well? So I, yeah, I, I've, in my second year of studies, uh, Puhoro actually offered me a mentorship where I would mentor another student in first year. Mm-hmm. So we, we would meet once a week and just kind of catch up, see how she's doing, um, just kind of give her a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a guide into engineering and, and what to do, what not to do kind of learn from my mistakes yeah. Um, and yeah I, I actually really enjoyed it eh? I, I found it quite rewarding and have you ever been mentored before the scholarship being with you? yeah by yourself actually um, <laughs> so <laughs> we spoke about Injimi before um, <laughs> Alice was one of my was, was the Māori Injimi uh, mentor which was which was pretty cool. pretty funny yeah it's a <laughs> full circle back. moment which is quite cool um, yeah, I actually quite enjoyed it. Me, me and the boys would would go, we'd have a feed, and <laughs> we'd would would find out about engineering and and get a bit of help on some of our assignments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. Oh, cool! <laughs> that's really cool. That's that's the reason I do it. And yeah, I've been pretty fortunate to have a, um, a really awesome mentor who gave a lot to me. So that's really cool that you came back <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, what do you think it means for, or for anyone really, to have mentors and that kind of support system? I think it's really important because I probably wouldn't be doing what I was doing without mentors. So I, I wouldn't know like what's out there. Um, I think it's really important to take away experience from, from older people and people who've had more time in industry or in whatever. Um, you can you can learn a lot. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's really important. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, I asked probably yeah everyone on the podcast of how do you think we can get more Māori into engineering. I think it's more of an education thing. So mm-hmm. it's not starting from uni. It's you got to start start earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I think one of the big things is telling people like showing people what engineering is. Because mm. you go to high school and you go, what's an engineer do? And they'd be like, I don't know. Mm. Know, like fix cars or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Build bridges. Or yeah. Something. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lot of it's about education. Um, in terms of Maori into engineering, I think it's again about education. But in terms of like high school education, so I think what Puhuru's doing is is great. Yeah. I think um, getting them into a position where they can choose to do engineering is mm-hmm. is one of the big ones, um, and kind of just yeah showing them what engineering really is. Yeah. I don't know what engineering is. <laughs> yeah. When you say um, getting them into a position to do engineering, is that for the likes of empowering them so they can do your calculus and physics and things like that when NCGA, because that is a requirement, is it that sort of side of things or yeah. something else? Yeah, so I think getting getting them into a position where their grades are good enough that they're accepted into university and they can have the choice to go on to do engineering. Mm. Um, a lot of, a couple of my friends from high school wanted to do engineering but uh, they would have had to do um, like extension papers to yeah. catch up yeah. um, and that kind of turned them away from it when they're like oh I could be just starting my apprenticeship now 
and making money or I could go and spend a whole bunch of money and not probably not even enjoy it. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's kind of putting them in the best position possible during high school so that they can transition into uni. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and that all just comes from the empowering. Do you think mentorship in the high school level, I know, Kuhuro, is that? Um, is there any other sort of thing within high school level or if a high school student was listening right now, what do you think would be the best advice for them? That's kind of like a weird question, but... <laughs> I think um, the best thing to do is to keep your options open. So I know a lot of people do pick, pick courses that they just enjoy or like just do because it's easy. Um, I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm saying keeping keep your options open, like take generic courses, which will give you entrance into like anything really. Mm-hmm. Is this at high school level? Yeah, yeah, yep. high school. So like calculus and your sciences... Mm. Um, if you keep your options open, you never know what you're going to start enjoying. So I, yeah, I I didn't know I was going to enjoy biomed. Never yeah. took bio, but <laughs> that doesn't stop me. But I think if I'd taken bio in high school, I'd have a better understanding of the stuff I'm learning now. Mm. Um, but yeah, just just keep your options open. You never know what opportunities are going to come your way. Yeah, and it's completely normal and all good if your paths change as well or path changes and you get into engineering and realise actually it's not what I'd love to do and find your what you love as well find your why do you think you've found your why? yeah I think I I I quite like not only making stuff and like coming up with a new design but I quite like the human side of engineering I quite like being able to help people and Mm. kind of seeing how 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 my mahi is changing people's lives or hoping to change people's yeah, lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And as you go into your final year next year, so yeah, end of third year now, go into your final year next year. Beyond that, do you have any anything that you kind of have an inkling that you want to do? I'm not going to ask, do you know exactly <laughs> what you're going to do? Because who bloody knows? Yeah, um, yeah I, I... It's odd. I never thought I'd say this, but I, I think I... I kind of want to do masters, cool. which is yeah, is a weird statement. I, I, I didn't think <laughs> I'd want to. I'd want to continue studying after uni, but um, uh, me and Mahodra were throwing around the idea of just continuing our progress on the hand through a master's degree, which I thought would be really awesome. Awesome. Like, um, it'd be really cool to be able to sink like, like a whole year into a project um, that I am actually really passionate about and yeah. seeing what comes from it. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of just surveying my options, see what happens, cool. see what pops up. I, I don't I don't really know what I want to do when I leave. Yep. That, that's a good position to be in as well. Yeah. That means your options are wide open of what you want. That's cool. And that's cool if you can do a master's and it is addressing that gap within the market that you said that there is for an accessible prosthetic hand. Um, that's really cool. Awesome. <laughs> that's wicked. Um, okay. I was gonna, my, my next question onto that was if you were to go into the industry is there anything that you kind of wish to see for a graduate who is Māori and who is works in the space of incorporating Mātauranga Māori into engineering practices and things like that is there any anything that you would like to see that is different from now mm, that's an interesting question um I don't know. So I, 
don't know if I could speak on that too much because I'm mm. <laughs> I'm not in the industry and I don't I don't really know what's what it's like out there. But I suppose just acceptance and and kind of um, like the business incorporating more Matauranga Māori into their their ways. If it's what just I'm I'm not sure how that would look. Yeah. Um, but I think it's more of a, a recognition and an acknowledgement. Um, around those values yeah yeah but oh, it's a tough question <laughs> <laughs> it is it is and I think it's something that is is challenging a lot of other people out there like I, um, I don't know I'm sure you've seen the Mātauranga Māori versus Western science mm. debate debate yeah debate's a good word um, <laughs> um, and for people who are kind of going into either engineering studies or science studies or even yeah, science industry, and having that at the forefront of the news at the moment, I think it's um, people who believe in the Mātauranga Māori aspect within what they're doing, I think have to like work that a little bit harder, which is really, really not great. Mm. But to kind of overcome that dominant thinking that Western, that Mātauranga Māori isn't science, or I wouldn't say actually dominant thinking, just thinking that's out there and that's getting publicised. Yeah, so I, I think this whole conversation around Mātauranga Māori versus Western science, as, as horrible as it is, is a good thing that's come out. Mm. So it's it's come out that, that they believe Mātauranga, someone believes Mātauranga Māori isn't science. Um, but it kind of gives us an opportunity to shine the light on it and educate other people around it. Mm. Um, that's the way I'm looking at it. Uh, yeah, the, the more light we shine on it, the more recognised it'll be and the more accepted it's going to be. Absolutely. Um, and that, I think kind of only good things will come out of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it gives more opportunity for people to learn. Just like how you were saying, we need to tell or educate people what or high school students what an engineer actually is. And it's not going, it's not, to, sorry, educate in, um, high schoolers of what an engineer is to teach people that it's not the preconceived idea that engineers are people in workshops or they just do bridges or they just do, I don't know, a lot of people think it's just steam engines, which is really <laughs> bizarre. Um, but yeah, you're 100% right in terms of exposing it. Even if it is negative at the moment, it does give an opportunity for people to yeah, learn and discover for themselves of what it actually is all about as well. Um, so, our, um, yeah, I spoke about it in the first episode, Andrew, if you've listened to that, yeah. but, um, <laughs> about how Atupano were brilliant, inherent, innovative engineers by how they got to Aotearoa and how they built their waka and things like that. Do you think that was known to you when you came into the engineering field or do you think it's like reflected well within the engineering field that studies and also industry so i think it's been kind of ingrained into me through puhoro that mm. yep my ancestors were navigators and we did all this this amazing stuff um so it's kind of ingrained into me but i don't know if it's well reflected in engineering at the moment mm. um i think again going back to the, the debate about mātauranga maori that's where it all stems from is is education um yeah so i i, I do think yeah our ancestors were 
were scientists and they did do some pretty amazing things uh but it's not well recognized at the moment and it's not it's not out there for for people to see Mm. yeah (laughs) you're right it's not (laughs) it's not um so yeah and it is kapapa like kuhuro is making paving the way for that as well i think it kind of goes back to again uh, the way um our knowledge is recorded a lot of it's through stories um as opposed to western science is all written down in mm. books and um no like it's well, no knowledge but it's it's all written down and, and taught into schools whereas yep we're, we're taught these stories but a lot of these stories have have real real meanings behind them mm. um yeah so i think teaching these stories and um trying to interpret them in a way that that shows us, oh, yeah, cool, this is what they had to do to get to here, or, yeah, this is a good way of incorporating, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely, no, <laughs> yeah, that's very fair as well. Um, and how cool would it be if at university there was, like, a component that taught that in engineering? Oh, 100%, I'd take that course. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so yeah. cool. Yeah, exactly. It's um really cool, actually, it's just a side note. Um, um, so I'm studying the diploma in global humanitarian engineering and it gives an opportunity to select like three arts papers which is really oh, cool very different to engineering like writing essays and interesting experience to say the least um but i'm taking um a tertiary waitangi paper and it's so awesome and so like i thought like i'm always learning and i thought i had a pretty Oh, actually, no, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, I still needed to learn a lot about Tetiriti. And I am learning a lot, but I just thought, how cool would it be if all engineers took this paper or yeah. took a paper like this? Because, yeah, we are going to be using it, and it does it is inherently connected with what we're doing, in no matter what engineering discipline. So, yeah, and yeah. having that sort of component in engineering would be really cool. I think, I think um, yeah, it's not taught enough about not only the treaties so we did i did a management paper in first year and it's probably one of my most enjoyable papers because <laughs> it was just a bit of a pace change yeah yeah sometimes in engineering you get stuck just on the grind like looking at equations all day but it was, it was a nice change to, to kind of look at the people for for a minute rather than just the um the the thing you're focusing on um but yeah i i really enjoyed it and they taught like maybe two two days two lectures about um tertility and i thought it was pretty awesome yeah um yeah I, I'd, I'd agree i think there should be more um design around like course design around uh multi-values and uh the treaty mm. for engineers i think it's a pretty starting to become more and more relevant in today's society the yep. way the way industry is moving but yeah i think i think i would I'd love to do yeah. some, <laughs> some, some more uh, Māori papers. But yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, no, me too. Alrighty, so the key to change is education then. Yeah, I think, I think it's education is often overlooked as a way of changing the future. I think I think one of the, the key... I'll see if I can remember this quote. Um, <laughs> so everyone always talks about the, fu- uh, the leaders of tomorrow, but but t- tomorrow is today, so we are the leaders of today now, um, and we have to bring up the leaders of tomorrow. So we need to start educating them on on uh, the problems that we're facing and 
and our ancestry. Absolutely. 100%. And with that, I think that is a great note to end on. Do you think so? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, I'll close with karakia. Mia no tato, kia tau, kia tato katoa. Te atawai te tato ariki, ahua karaiti, me te aroha o te atua, me te whiwhinga tangata, ki te wairua tapu, ake, 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 amene. And just like that, it's iwi, another episode of Te Māori Engineering Podcast was done, complete. Uh, by no means does that mean this conversation is complete. I hope you take something away from Luke's Fukado just as much as I did and continue this conversation within your own circles or even more so search Puhoro the STEM Academy to find out how you can support this kaupapa. This is really important. A lot of the guests on this episode have said the things to do to get more Māori into engineering is to support and empower our young people, our tawera Māori, within high schools and Puhoro is doing just that. So I'm so happy that Luke was able to expose Pukuro STEM Academy to you all and continue this conversation further. Kia ora tato, mihi ana kia koutou.